Welcome to SADCAST, the podcast for working creatives. This is episode 58. I'm your host, Pamela Rooney's creative director and co-publisher of the physical magazine, SADMAG. So I've been procrastinating putting this episode up. And I know I have because obviously I did anything but. I did my taxes, I refinished my kitchen table, I sewed a hole in my laundry bag. Basically, my house has never looked better. And it's so funny how we do that. Like, not wa- it's like it's not wasting time if you're doing something else that has to be done. And honestly, it's the only time those types of things get done at all <laughs> for me. <laughs> like, there's no cleaner kitchen than when a deadline looms. Am I right? So here I am. I obviously got my shit together to do this. Um, But you know what it actually means? It actually means I have something even more daunting I'm avoiding. (laughs) So this podcast seems to be the best way to procrastinate doing that. And I think that's my entire life in a nutshell. Me avoiding some other harder thing. (laughs) Anyway, so by now you've all heard of Time's Up, right? Yes, yes. Well, did you know that there's an organization called Time's Up Advertising? It's organized by women in advertising who want to see change in the industry. Their mission is to drive new policies, practices, decisions, and tangible actions that result in a more balanced, diverse, and accountable leadership. Um, so it sounds pretty good, hey? Uh, well, if you want to join a gathering of ad women in Vancouver for Time's Up Advertising, you may do so May 14th. So check out timesupadvertising.com for more deets. Um, for that and I will be there so see you there my guest today is Jamie Smith from Thrive Art Studio Jamie will be speaking at the upcoming special design week edition of Pecha Kucha May 8th so get your tickets to that if they haven't already sold out it's a great lineup check out sadmag.ca slash events for more details on that and now let's jump right into the interview, <laughs> um, right in the middle of the interview, while uh, I talk with Jamie about her podcast, the Thrive Talks podcast. Yeah, well, okay, how do you like doing the podcast? We're just jumping right in. Oh, we're jumping right in. <laughs> I love the podcast. The podcast was, to do a podcast has always been a little bit of a dream, uh, but for a while, I thought I'd do art before Thrive artist interviews. What would that look like? And it just seemed so overwhelming. And then, like all things with Thrive, it's just, oh, we're going to do that now? Figure it out. Yeah. And just Googled and ordered a mic off of Amazon. Yeah. Figured out we need something soundproof. So we used my pantry in my little apartment on Main Street and put like towels in the door. Yeah. yeah. DIY. In Love the it. summer. <laughs> so it was like a billion Ooh. degrees. <laughs> We're dedicated. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then figure out how to edit it. And, and so now it's a lot easier. We have an awesome production team, Sonus Media, that help us out every month. And it is such a joy to, to do it and mm-hmm. then send it off for someone to edit, yeah. which is a gift. Yeah, but for sure. It's also a, a big part of Thrive now because we started it as a way to connect members that maybe missed a meeting. And we really thought, that's who would listen. Mm-hmm. And now it's quite different. We have emails from people over the world that tell us oh, that's nice. that they enjoy it, which I mean, I think about things that I enjoy and I'm going to start more reaching out to them and telling them thank you because it feels so good. Oh my gosh. Like we've only gotten a couple, but when I get, when I've gotten those, it's, it's been made their whole day. Yeah. And you forget sometimes in the production of it and 
scheduling and all the admin side of it, you forget the importance of it. And someone who's oh, and you forget, yeah, that anyone's even listening. Well, I feel like no one's ever listening. Oh, they're listening. I (laughs) listened today, so like, Uh, yeah, I'm sure they are. But anyway, okay, well, let's back up. Yeah, yeah, back it up, because this is like just one small piece of Thrive. Thrive is like many different things. So it's like a meetup. Well, primarily, well, it's for women. Yes, women, creatives, non-binary, gender fluid. We look at it as female in the sense of a person experiencing the world in a female lens. Mm-hmm. So whatever that is to you, gender is is not really yeah. important. Non-exclusionary. To us. Yeah, totally. Yeah. We're open. We're very. Uh, we're excited about this new time where we can include as many people as possible, and we we love that. So mm-hmm. um, it just started really because it was something I needed. And so like started like more like just like a meetup of like. Creators, yeah. Right? So kind of the elevator pitch of now what it's become is that it's a mastermind program. So Thrive Masterminds are key thing we do and women sign up for a year and every month they meet up in groups of 10 and they talk about the ups and downs of being professional working artists. Mm-hmm. And so we attract a real mix of artists. We attract artists that are very new to what they're doing, to very experienced in that it is their full-time living. Mm-hmm. But really, we look for artists that have a focus on it becoming a career, which mm-hmm. is something that there's not a lot of support for. Yeah. And when I started it, it was because I was hustling. I had left a full-time teaching job with a paycheck and pension and those words that parents love Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I started hustling and realizing that actually I'd started a small business without anyone telling me that right and learning how to keep track of bookkeeping and taxes and then networking and all these words that are really looked at in the art world as like dirty sellout Mm -hmm. words Mm -hmm. but in the reality of when you're a young person, I was 26, trying to pay make rent, yeah. um, I, had, I had to figure it out. So that was all happening. And during that time, I found the most comfort and solace in meeting up with other female artists. And mm-hmm. I called them lady dates. Mm-hmm. I'd go for coffees. I'd really ask. I'd ask out a lot of women. Yeah. <laughs> I asked out a lot of creatives to just chat with me about their experience and I'd always leave those feeling like I could do it and really excited about the things that I'd figured out and been able to tell them as Mm -hmm. well as the the things that they kind of the little gems they had given me so I think looking at that time I moved quite quickly in what I was doing because I was so willing to do that Mm -hmm. and not a lot of artists are comfortable Mm -hmm. in getting out of the studio and reaching out so kind of made that space for them oh yeah yeah I tracked them down That's I awesome. showed up at friend at their houses and we went out for yeah all sorts of things so I was pretty committed to building a very strong network I hadn't gone to school here I was at UVic and I traveled a lot so by the time I came back here I didn't really have any art well and people here say it's difficult to, I like, made connect. it easy as can be they couldn't get rid of me so how did you were was did you like find them on the internet and then like email them or? some like some artists that I'd heard about that I really wanted to meet I would do that and the great thing about artists and I'd say this to any other artist or any human that wants to see what artists are all about it's awesome to ask for a studio visit mm-hmm. and there's so much to talk about it's not awkward yeah. um, artists want to share their work so I would do that and then I just 
have you know meet someone and they say I have a friend that's an artist but I would follow up and say would you mind introducing me to your friend or I was just very determined to to follow up and kind of keep building Mm -hmm. and so there was a few ladies in that that I would continually meet up with and I'd always tell them okay you know you got to reach out to her and you got to learn this from her and I was the connector Mm -hmm. and it never seemed to happen so I got a bigger studio at Maine and 7th Mount Pleasant and I thought, okay, I need to make some extra money here to pay for the studio. So Thrive's story is really out of me being like, I have a problem. Let's figure out a solution. Mm-hmm. I have a problem. Let's figure out a solution. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I sort of gathered these women and I, I said, okay, it's $25. You'd come and we we're just going to chat. And my teaching background helped. So I made it all organized and we mm-hmm. made a collage. We each collaged. Nice. And... I just kept hoping that everyone would share because I knew how much people had to give. But I had also heard from dear friends and family that I think were trying to just protect me as they all, as family and friends do mm-hmm. and said, you know, why would artists sit around and talk about all their secrets, you know? It's, it's their favorite. Yeah. They're like, it's so competitive and, and they love it. And they... I mean... Like, I think that competitive and secrecy thing, I mean, I don't know. Isn't that just sort of like a thing that happens to maybe, like, really new artists or... And I hope not. And and I feel if you go into it with generosity in any social mm-hmm. interaction, to be honest... That's true. ...that you hope that that's what you get back. So... This night was not that, and I, but it was a great gift to hear all those things because I really went into it realizing that if I was going to try to build community and I was going to try to make something happen, I wanted to create something that I wanted to be a part of. That mm-hmm. so one of our mandates we have we have core values that thrive, and one of them is community over competition, mm-hmm. and that really came out of that fear of oh my gosh this could become something that people burrow away their secrets mm. and kind of sit there yeah. just to take in. Right. And it's not that at all. So that group of six that we met that first night, we kept meeting. They they really wanted to keep meeting, which was a huge win for me. And then I thought, this is a really important. I'm I'm learning a lot. I was learning a lot from my practice. So then I had other people ask, so I started another group. And it just kind of happened organically, very grassroots, and mm-hmm. more groups were starting. So now we're at 200 members awesome. as of last week. And so... That's a lot of groups meeting every month, and we have a leadership team, so members have been trained to now facilitate their own meetings. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's it's definitely showed me how much artists and women care about each other, mm-hmm. and given the space and opportunity, it's crazy what they can accomplish. And How has um, this like uh, affected your own art practice? Well, <laughs> at first, it affected in a way that it was just not happening. and Yeah, I imagine this t- must have taken a lot to like, yeah. put together, a yeah. lot out of you. It became the focus. So in July, it'll be three years. So, you know, it comes in waves. and But one thing I said from the beginning is that it only made sense to run Thrive if it was run by an artist. So... Mm-hmm. you know, made for artists. And now I have a co-founder, Tara Galeska, who's also an artist. Mm-hmm. And her and I both, you know, that's a huge part for us because how can we pr- 
provide the content our members need, talk about the things they want to hear at the podcast if we're not in the studio. Mm -hmm. So that's been a guiding force. And I've now, I'm better at now. So we have one week a month that we will spend in the studio and it's scheduled off. And so I try to clear my brain Mm -hmm. and it takes me a day, but Mm -hmm. then I, I really enjoy it. And for me, I'm very social teaching background I didn't actually do quite that well just being in the studio by myself so Thrive kind of provides that creativity I find business very creative mm-hmm. and I find learn like seeing what our members are doing are so inspiring so by the time I get to the studio it's pretty exciting now yeah yeah sometimes I feel lost but I think that's a creative process whether oh, I yeah. was running Thrive or not running no, Thrive no that's like regular yeah <laughs> I think, I think it's regular. <laughs> I think it's regular. And then um, out of this spawned also Rove. Yeah, so Rove came first. Oh, so, yeah, first. Rove. Never mind. <laughs> Rove is an, a free community art walk that happens on Main Street. And it was started a year or two before Thrive because oh. me being the lone artist, you know, I was still, still am figuring out my style and what I wanted to do. So there weren't galleries knocking down my door so when I declare to the world that I am now an artist it's you're making your own opportunities Mm -hmm. and so I saw the culture crawl I saw um swarm that was going on Mm -hmm. and there was nothing on main street and I thought there's so many creatives here if I was to put on a show and actually got other shows on the same time then I'm getting more people yeah so in a way it really started out of being an artist that wanted to get people to my show yeah I was like if I'm willing to do the work I'm willing to to get everyone together so yeah I I realized recently I think it's been five years for Rove and I literally just knocked on doors for Rove and didn't know anyone just said who owns very brave yeah (laughs) I mean I think it's very problem need a solution just make it happen so yeah, yeah. met but amazing like I always say this to artists you know it's scary but I got to meet uh curators I got to meet people that were running galleries I got to meet all the people on Main Street that I needed to meet mm-hmm. so it's opened up now especially for Thrive it's opened up so much so we have a, sh- a Thrive show coming up in May with Kafka Coffee and Tea because I've met the curator I've worked with Kafka mm-hmm. throughout this whole Rove experience and that show is a part of Rove as well which is kind of full circle yeah. now yeah that's awesome yeah so oh man so okay we got the podcast we got <laughs> yeah. the meetups we got the art walk we got workshops I know I mean, are you thinking what's next? Like, you seem to be like, go, go, go. Like, what's the next thing? Or are you just, like, trying to maintain at this point? Um, I'm – I try to maintain, but then I'm always thinking what's next. (laughs) So, I mean, the big thing that's exciting for me is we have our first group that's starting in another city. So, Victoria, B.C. Amazing. Yeah. So, we have our Vancouver program, but then we also have an online program. And that started uh, last year around this time. And so been really cool like we have a member in London and Paris and New Zealand yeah there's one like in each spot but it still makes me just so happy so 
then we had uh, three members from Victoria. And so one of the members, Andrea, um, she has a studio called Pop It Creative, and she's been with us a year, and that's what we say for our leaders. So they're with us for a year, and then they can apply to become on our membership team. So she approached me, and she's like, I want to apply to be a leader, but I want to be have it in Victoria because I think there's a lot of people here who need it so we decided to go for it so that starts in May and the group's full which is really neat and so that I'm I'm very excited at seeing another community grow Mm -hmm. that's not me forcing it yeah yeah it's just totally totally organic plus there's so many artists there yeah so there's been a great response people were really positive and so the hope is that you know this group starts in may we have a couple people excited for september and then they could we do live talks as well thrive talks here Mm -hmm. in vancouver i'd love there to be talks there yeah so that you know, we start in Victoria and then we now have our online community. So if another member from yeah. online said, you know, I want this in New York, I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> That's like one I of my put dreams. Put it in the universe. <laughs> yeah. Put it into the universe. Yeah. Uh, you know, cool places that I get to go visit and check on how things are yeah. going. Yeah. Not like, I don't know, like Nebraska or something. <laughs> you know? And at this point, <laughs> I take it because I just say, oh my gosh, there's enough artists in Nebraska. It's flattering. So. It's flattering. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's really neat. And uh, But with that growth comes maintaining or I would say systemizing and figuring out you can't just say, oh, this is how we do things. Oh, it's yeah. Why? No. It's very difficult when you, it's not just you. It's not just me. You need to be able to, you know, leave for a week and everything's understood by somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So I know. That's, yeah. <laughs> you know. And yeah, so I, I had my first experience of that. I just went to Australia. I went for a oh, month. Oh, fun. And it's the first time I've, the first time I've left left your baby alone I've left my baby alone (laughs) without it just being like okay it'll be on pause until I'm back because Mm -hmm. I have Tara and she ran she steered the ship it was awesome and that was a huge for me that was a huge moment because that shows that we're headed in the right direction our members and our leadership team are amazing so we have like 11 of them now nice and they just they knew I was going away and they were so sweet about it so I think that's also baked in there of this dream of having Tara and I be able to take breaks and work on our practice go on art residencies Mm -hmm. all the things that we want our members to do one day one day maybe I'll be a (laughs) member of a group and just get to be an artist I don't know You can make it happen. Yeah. It sounds like you can make anything happen. I, I like your faith. <laughs> where did you grow up, though? You weren't from, you're not from here? Or uh, so I grew up, I was born in Florida. Florida. Oh, so, yeah. I'm a dual citizen. Oh, cool. Uh, but I was, I lived in White Rock, South Surrey, since I moved there when I was seven. Oh, so okay, okay, okay. Feel very Canadian. Yeah. Feel very West Coast. Yeah. And then I did my degree Uvic, so I was on the island for oh, five years. That connection. I took a took an extra year, did some travel, mm-hmm. and then I went to UBC for a teaching degree, and then I moved to the Middle East for a while to teach. Oh wow! And travel, and then finally decided to come five years ago was to come back to Vancouver and build it up as a home. It had never felt that way to me. So, and Were now. You- 
teaching art? I was. I was at a private school in Abu Dhabi. Wow. Yeah, got the email from the principal and had to Google where is Abu Dhabi. Like, where am I going? (laughs) Yeah. And but the principal was so funny because I got it and showed my mom. I was like, this must be spam, right? But I had I had been certified (laughs) in um I took international baccalaureate curriculum okay, training okay. so, so I knew I was gonna go abroad somewhere so it wasn't a total spam I knew it couldn't didn't have to be spam but I got it and then I end up having this phone interview with Rob from Toronto the principal and it was just funny because oh. here I am thinking this is so exotic yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I get on the phone and him and I just totally hit it off being Canadian and oh, that's funny yeah so I was there for a year teaching and then came back and subbed a little bit here but knew pretty soon that I was going to transit transition into my own practice wow I mean did you feel like oh I did all that schooling and all that just to like like was must have been a hard decision or no I felt very I felt a lot of things one of them was just all that money and all that time and what was the point and this was sort of the dark days of like am I really giving this up and my poor family there's scared right yeah and also going into this so-called being an artist and finding there's no support no one will tell you what to do Mm -hmm. I just started reading because I'm you know from the education background I was like okay I'm gonna figure out out. someone's written I literally googled like art and business and then bought the books off Amazon and so it was hard because I was I felt I felt frustrated that my fine art degree and even my art education degree had never talked to me about what it would look like to pursue. I know. Isn't that bizarre? Yeah. I graduated from Emily Carr and I feel like there was very little talk about that. Nothing. I, I didn't, we didn't have one class, like one mention, no whisper. It was just do your grad show and then good day. And I think about my little 20 year old soul and why I wasn't putting my hand up now mm-hmm. 10 years longer than that 10 well, years later you don't really know until you know, you know until you're like there but then yeah yeah i feel like there well okay there's an- another project for you well working on it so that's uh <laughs> that's how did i know <laughs> basically thrive mastermind to me right now i'm working like is the closest solution i have which yeah. is peer to peer with working artists, seeing what other artists are doing. We also have in this city, which is such a gift because there's very few people like her, Penny Ling Chen, who is a curator and Mm -hmm. also an artist consultant who you can pay as an artist to have come into your studio and tell you what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong too, which is hard. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I can't imagine feeling like I would have the authority to tell anyone. So good for her. She does. She's been in it. She, you know, she has the the education and the work experience. And so, you know, to have, I met Penny because I had asked, paid her to come to do a consult. Mm -hmm. And that to me was just this eye-opening experience of being those feelings of kind of angry towards my art education. I was like, you know, why am I at this point? And person the only person I can pay for an hour I'm like I need more than this so Mm -hmm. with Thrive the mastermind program we have is that and then I'd like to see I think we're going to move way more into education just because it's my background Mm -hmm. and we've already done we've already created a social media uh, class for artists Mm -hmm. um, that we've taught in person but I'd like to get everything online Mm -hmm. so my hope is that 
we can provide the tools. And if you have the tools and you're willing to do the work, you should be able to be financially sustainable as an Mm -hmm. artist. And I'm still working on cracking that code, but that's our whole motto at Thrive is do the work. And because I can't promise that, you know, you're going to sell your work or that you you know, most of the time our work needs to get better as artists. And mm-hmm. so, but what I was so frustrated is that when I left teaching, I was willing to do the work and I didn't know what that work what, was. What was the work? What, what was, was the work? Yeah. <laughs> Where, just tell me and I'll do it, as, yeah. you know. And so then I just made, opportun- I made opportunities happen. So yeah. I, I, Tara and I talk a lot about if, if both of us, because she had a similar path and if both of us had had something like Thrive, I think our stories would have been quite different. So that's what I, I hope. Um, yeah. And for me personally, when I look back to leaving teaching and feeling frustrated that I was doing that and lots of times I thought, you know, this is really not a good life choice. And later Jamie <laughs> was going to really regret. But um, now I'm pretty excited that Thrive actually, the only way I could have started Thrive was having that teaching training it's yeah. really oh, no it makes perfect sense it's like a very good fit yeah it's it's take and it's cool because for me it takes the joy that I had in teaching was teaching I love the IB program because I was teaching students that wanted to go to art school so we we're building nice. their portfolios they were really excited and so what I struggled with were being in classrooms that there was no interest in what yeah. you were saying or doing yeah and so with Thrive I'm like these are dedicated beautiful women that are excited to go forward and that to me I'll do anything I'll I'll make the best program that you can be in if I have you know member and we have these members that are so excited so yeah and they're so engaged it's not like oh taking off a credit on your yeah I guess that is the big difference between doing it that way rather than it being something mandatory in yeah. school. It's it's hard because I feel like maybe we did talk about it a, a bit in school, but I maybe was not ready to hear it until it's like a reality for you and you're mm-hmm. like really struggling, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I feel like maybe at that time you're like just trying to figure out even your own art. You're just like not even totally thinking about the business side and any maybe anything that anyone ever said business-wise goes over your head because you're just not ready to listen to it yeah too young too yeah you know and yeah and we actually have had a few members that have been in school programs and I was super excited about that because they're the other part of me you know there's another part of me that wants to to kind of get more into the university young students to Mm -hmm. help them along but Mm -hmm. It's awesome, like, they are starting to have these professional development courses. You know, people like Penny Lane are teaching them, and yeah. Emily Carr does have great programs, and we know the instructors there. And so it is starting, but actually we've had a few students part of Thrive, and they're not there. Like, our yeah. the our program impacts 30-somethings, 40-somethings, 50-somethings, 60-somethings that have actually gone on done a whole other career had families really pushed their art aside and said you know life kind of took over because they didn't know what to do mm-hmm. and now they're ready and they're so excited and they're just like it's like going to university when you really later want to. and you want to yeah. be there and no, fully. it's you've struggled and you need to you need the answers so uh yeah it's been a learning curve for us there because I you know teaching high school and then I actually 
at first had thought I'll go to teach at university yeah. and then that didn't happen. So, yeah. You no, know, I think it, you're getting people at the best possible time. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for talking with me. Oh, this was awesome. Thank yeah. you for having me. Well, Sad Mag has been awesome for us uh, we have had your you know your co-publishers mm-hmm. uh katie and michelle speak at one of our thrive talks events so that was super impactful and yeah. our members ha- you know apply and always look at what you guys are doing so i really appreciate you having me yay yeah and now a brand new track from volunteers from their new album i wish i was as happy as john denver i mean was he famously happy it's kind of funny to have another musician's name in your album title. Like, I imagine some unsuspecting John Denver fan picking this up and being real cheesed. <laughs> anyway, here's Mother Nature's Blues by Volunteers. <laughs> ¶¶ 